This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattress. Back in 2013, I bought a used mattress that was in someone's guest room. Uh, Not my best decision, but I was in college. Now, in 2021, I realized that it is horribly uncomfortable and makes me sleep worse. I was searching around for a mattress, specifically one of those that came in a box that ships directly to you to cut out the middleman uh, between the mattress store and you. Uh, Many of them, though, that come in the box mailed to you are still as expensive as one of those in the mattress store when you're supposed to cut out the middleman, but however, it's the same price. Uh, So that is where Novilla comes in. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night. Made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames and reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description today, you can save 10% off any purchase through the Novilla directly. Again, that is 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description. And a reminder, when you use our promo codes and links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? How's it going? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, uh, the show um, where uh, dreams come true and uh, love never dies. Because love never dies on this podcast. And I really like that. And that is the main purpose of what we're doing today. Welcome to yet another WAP of a podcast, wet ass podcast. But when I say WAP, uh, a WAP of a podcast, I it basically means I'm saying wet ass podcast of a podcast. So um, that's uh, what we have to say here, folks. That's all I'm. I'm really thinking about. Welcome to the show today. I think, uh, actually, no, I don't think. I know that this is the best episode of Cancel Shweezy that I and we have ever made. It, it it starts with me, and it ends with you. Uh, that's how you spell Cancel Shweezy, uh, if you don't know how to spell. If you if you don't know how to spell, I want you to know that it's uh, can't, how to spell Cancel Shweezy starts with me, ends with you. Uh, if you do know how to spell, then uh, please disregard uh, everything I'm about to say. So, uh uh, with that being said, let's get let's get into it. Uh, hopefully, you notice that our if you're watching on YouTube, our camera quality is a little bit better. I am getting a new i I have a new iPhone now, and uh, basically, I'm going to use my old iPhone eight as uh, a camera, just a designated podcasting camera, because it'll probably look better than the. Uh, camcorder i have been using a little fuzzy not the best uh but uh so far i'm hopefully this works out this is our first episode trying this out so hopefully everything works out for you uh if you are looking i'm trying to i don't know i'm because i want to monitor myself make sure everything's good but at the same time uh the camera is uh, i'm pointing to right now for all the video watchers out there uh the camera so i'm trying to look at the camera but i'm also wanting to look at me so uh but I'm probably going to look at me way more. So I'm going to have to get used to that for a little bit, but uh, you'll still get to see my beautiful face, hopefully a little bit more crisp, uh, hopefully. Uh, Still 1080p, but just like a better-looking 1080p. I'm using the front-facing camera on the iPhone 8. I could, I probably should, I could do this in 4K. However, I'm not sure if my computer would be up for doing 4K. And 
a majority of the show is just me sitting here. So I don't know if we really need to have this show in 4K. Yeah, if we do need to have the show in 4K, you, you can let me know. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, picture quality uh, is improved from here and uh, uh, everything goes according to plan. And I really like that. And hopefully uh, with this new endeavor. Congratulations. You played yourself. That I don't play myself in regards to this. Audio is still going to sound exactly the same. I've... I have a degree in audio. Uh, if you're looking on the camera, it's right where my thumb is. That is my d- diploma in music technology. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna get. I'm gonna go stop rambling and uh, go on from here. Fun, fun, fun announcement. It's announcement time. Uh, let's let's uh, do the drum roll, please, or what we consider a drum roll on this podcast. <laughs> that I have a new EP coming out. This episode uh, comes out on Monday. What's the Monday this episode comes out on? Do I need to look up the Monday? Um, looking at my computer right now. I'm recording this on the 9th because I'm... Okay, June 14th is the date this episode comes out. And on June 18th, my new EP. I have a new EP, a new five-song EP, uh, a continuation from my December EP, Ride or Die. I am releasing... Ride or Die Part 2. And I really like that. And uh, I'm really excited about Ride or Die Part 2. Uh, mainly what I'll say now before it comes out, because it hasn't come out yet as of recording this podcast. Uh, I know the songs. I wrote them. Uh, but uh, I kind of, you know, I started using that mantra uh, early 2020. And uh, basically more situations, more stories have come up. And I feel like that mantra is not dead yet. So therefore, I feel the need to. I felt the need. I had five more songs in me to to go with that. So I made Ride or Die, Volume Two, which I'm really excited for. It comes out uh, June 18th, like I said. And so hopefully, I'm excited for y'all to get to listen to Part Two. I, I'm really. I love Part One. Part One's really great. I really like all those songs. The thing with Part Two to me is that I feel like all these songs could be in like an indie movie. Which I really, I kind of feel like is really cool. So I might be trying to get it in indie movies, FYI, uh, for those of you listening. So go check that out. But you can check me out. Uh, just uh, get ready. Follow me on the music platforms. It's under Sweezy, S-C-H-W-E-E-Z-Y. Uh, there's another Sweezy out there, and he only has like one song called Kawakari or something like that. Um, mine has Mine's the one with more songs on it, uh, and it looks like me as well. So that's that one. Um I mean, I don't want to tell that guy to, or whoever that is to, like, stop that shit. But uh, can we, like, take the C out so it's mine has the SCH in it? That's what I fucking want. Uh, so, yeah, go check me out. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, uh, anywhere, wherever you stream your music, it's going to be there, available and ready to uh, go full throttle. That's the type of guy you get. So uh, you got to go check that shit out. Um, go support me, too. You can also support me by following me on social media. Uh, I am at the Sweezy everywhere except TikTok, where I am at the Foreplay King. Maybe I should change that. Maybe I won't. I have not decided what I'm going to do yet. Um, and uh, yeah, so go follow me everywhere there. 
You can also watch me play video games over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. That is where I stream. I stream every Thursday and sometimes on Monday. Uh, new season of Fortnite just came out, so I am excited to be streaming that for a minute. I've been, I'm going to be doing a lot of Fortnite. I feel like that is going to be uh, the the Shweezy of it all coming to you directly. And, uh, you know, I sometimes play Pokemon games. So I think the Twitch channel is kind of becoming Pokemon and uh Fortnite, so uh that's exciting this is the type of guy you get so uh go check that out uh if you have an amazon prime account uh if you don't know already you can connect your twitch account and your amazon prime account and basically what you do you get one free subscribe a month uh subscribe is a basically a way to financially support a creator over on twitch and uh why not support daddy Sweezy? this is the type of guy you get so uh yeah so it's typically a five dollar deal just to sub to anyone but if you have amazon prime like i said connect the two accounts and you can go ahead and uh get one free subscribe and why not help out daddy you know daddy daddy needs your help and uh daddy will get what he needs so help help daddy uh that's a great way to financially support even if Basically, if you're already just paying for uh, Amazon Prime, so uh, that's a great way to help Daddy. Uh, one a great way you can support Daddy is five dollars a month. You can get uh, ad free episodes of all my shows. Uh, a great way to say thank you for being a friend, and a great way to just financially support me directly. Uh, you can also financially support me directly if you do are getting the ads in the episodes. You can fuck around and find out with our advertisers. Uh, when some of you may know, with our advertisers, uh, it's not just they pay me to talk about them uh when you use our links that's when we get the financial support from the uh from the uh, sponsor so it's like you know we have you know gamefly is one of our sponsors so if you want to play video games use our link to get gamefly that's the cool shit if you're gonna order alcohol from drizzly use our link that's a great way to financially support the show and uh say thank you for being a friend and uh don't be stingy that's the most important part come on mark don't be stingy that is a great thing don't be stingy okay um, but the free shit, if you want to do free shit, uh, like this video, uh, like this video. If you're watching the video, like this video, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, leave a comment on, uh, whatever the hell I offended you with this week. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but if you're an audio listener, wherever you're streaming, uh, the podcast at, um, there's like a weird thing. Like, do you check downloads and stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to check the listens to me because, there's no use really in downloading a podcast unless you're going to be like legit offline. Uh, and, like you don't have access to the internet to stream it or whatever. So uh, check that, you know, stream, stream the podcast and uh, uh, subscribe to the show and then leave a review. If you're an audio listener, I know iTunes is the best one to do that for. Uh, Cause it really gives us a little heads up to uh, all the great people over at Apple. A uh, great way to say thank you. Thank you for being a friend. So, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's all I have to say for this week. So, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy is the real lesson today. So uh, let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the show that I do in uh that helps you with the news. Now, a lot of us Americans, we only what we do is we uh read titles of news articles and then uh we just assume that but not here at cancel Sweezy. at cancel Sweezy, what we go ahead and do is actually read the entire article of the news that i filtered out uh, because you already know you already know what's going on with president biden we all know what's going on with him maybe uh 
uh, like the adult diapers, it depends. Uh, but uh, things that I'm going to cover is what the mainstream media does not want you to know. Uh, so, therefore, I am. I think that's a Billie Eilish song. Uh, and I really like that. Uh, so let's just get into it. This is a good one. Uh, 17-year-old who pushed bear away from dogs in California says, do not do what I did. This is from USA Today. Now, I do have to play the video. Uh, let's just, uh, everyone just watch this video right now. Okay, so that video was just like fucking crazy. Now I saw the video, uh, not related to this article, and then I found the article away from this like i saw that video so um now we're gonna talk about it that's how this this segment works um uh, so what would you do to defend your dogs against a large bear one 17 year old Haley morinico morinico Marinico, Kansas trash mouth people, was shown on video dashing towards and pushing a bear off of her fence in a now viral TikTok post. The video, which has been viewed more than 68 million times, shows a bear climbing over a concrete fence and lunging at several dogs in the backyard. Marinico runs to the bear and pushes it off the fence with no hesitation. The video shot in Bradbury, California started trending on Twitter and many posters praised the woman's quick reaction. Some users said the woman handled the bear like a warrior. In a follow-up video, Marinico uh, said she was protecting her children. She added that she lives in the mountains where bear sightings are common. She said that she ran outside after hearing her dogs barking and at first thought the bear was a funny-looking dog. When she noticed it was a bear she sprinted towards the animals i go up to the bear i look it in the eyes and the first thing i do do is push it the woman said in the video marina co said she pushed the bear only hard enough to make it lose its balance and she sprained her finger scraping her knee in the process but overall she and her dogs were safe the national park service doesn't advise pushing a bear if you spot a bear you should first start speaking calmly so the bear realizes you are human and not an animal a scream or sudden movement may trigger an attack the park service says it also recommends making yourself look as big as possible to the bear by moving to higher ground if the bear stays still you can slowly walk away sideways keeping an eye on the bear as you move and they are not inherently aggressive towards humans or our pets rebecca barboza a wildlife biologist at the california department of the fish and wildlife told kcbs she was reacting to the perceived threat of the dogs and if this animal was inherently aggressive those dogs probably would have been attacked not just swiped at Mornico herself urged people to not follow her lead do not push bears, Haley told KTLA5. Don't do what I did. You might not have the same outcome. So I think I have to say this for any sort of legal reasons, uh, but uh, cancel Sweezy and all of Sweezy properties. Uh, do not contone the actions of uh, trying to hurt an animal or uh, messing with bears. Apparently, I'm going to say that. So you can't be like, well, I listened to Cancel Sweezy and you said fuck around with bears and find out. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, real, real, realistically, I would say here, uh, fuck around, find out is a good uh, indication of uh, what will happen if you mess around with a bear. Now, bears, 
dude, I see the. I thought this was in Russia when I first saw the video. I thought it was like Russian because Russian people are always fucking around with bears. Uh, what you up? Fucking around with bears, and I'm like, can you not do that? Because that that freaks the shit out of me. And then like, I think uh, Bert Kreischer told one in a stand-up. I think the Machine stand-up special how he had to fight a bear. And I'm like, I'm in any situation when you're like, you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight a bear. Uh, fuck that. No, I'm not fighting a bear. So. Um, that being said, she did right. Don't mess with her. I think she did the right thing in the situation. She was just worrying about her dog. So she went and got the dog. She just pushed it off the little like fence thing. Um, just enough time to get the bears inside to get inside. So the bear, uh, did not attack anything. Now bears, uh, do, do not fuck around with bears. That is uh, one thing. And I'm glad, uh, this 17 year old is not like most 17 year olds who would mess around with a bear on purpose. So, uh, this is the type of guy you get. So uh, that's, I mean, I guess that's all I really have to say on this. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's continue to move on. Uh, all right. Um, got a little music news uh, coming straight from Loudwire. Uh, this, one's, this one uh, made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, share this with you. Uh, Vince Neil played his first concert since the pandemic. It did not go well. Uh, straight out of Loudwire, Motley Crue fans should feel grateful that the band stadium tour with Def Lever has been postponed to 2022 over the holiday weekend. Crue singer Vince Neil performed his first solo gig since the COVID-19 pandemic began. It did not go well. Vince Neil became a meme after Motley Crue's performance from Rock and Rio 2015 went viral due to Neil's especially poor vocal footage from recent uh, Vince Neil solo shows also made the rounds online, which see the singer delivering more phoned in vocal performances in late 2019. Motley Crue manager Alan Kovic uh, seemed to hint that Neil was working with a trainer to get in shape for a Crue stadium run, but a bizarre cameo video filmed by Neil didn't leave fans feeling hopeful. Vince Neil and his solo band headlined the Boone River Valley Festival in Iowa over the weekend, jamming a set of mostly Motley Crue classics. Neil's began band opened with Looks That Kill before jumping into Dr. Feelgood, and though Vince's vocals on Dr. Feelgood did sink into rock in Rio 2015 lows, the performance wasn't among the crew singer's strongest. Uh, the wheels began to fall off when Neil launched into a cover of the Beatles' Helter Skelter. Vince seemed to forget the words to the Beatles classic while struggling to keep up with his band's down-tuned instrumentals. I was there front row seeing Vince eight times worst performance ever. He was reading the lyrics that his roadie taped on the floor while Vince left for a well-needed break. Well need break. Okay, it's need. I think it's for well need break. One fan wrote in the oh okay. One fan wrote in the YouTube comment section. No way he could do a stadium tour. Finally, 14 songs into the Sosa, Vince Neil gave up while singing "Girls, Girls, Girls." His voice completely shot. Neil walked off stage mid-song after addressing the festival crowds. Hey guys, I'm sorry. You guys, it's been a long time playing. My fucking voice is gone. Uh, we love you and and we uh hope to see you next time, man. Thank you. Neil's band awkwardly continued to perform after Neil left the stage doing backing vocals to a non-existent chorus. <laughs> I think the ending to it um, is what made it good. I I think... See, the thing is, like, we all play bad shows, but, like, the thing is, he's just like, you know what? I give up. 
I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I'm out. Uh, Congratulations. You played yourself. So, uh, yeah, he should have finished the fucking show. I, I mean, even if it's going to suck, at least finish the fucking show or have the band also leave with you. Um, so, like, don't leave leave every shit like that. That's uh, that's some shitty shit to do. Um, also, uh, yeah, I mean, like, um, and then I said he's trying to lose weight. Uh, get in shape. Yeah, because um, I know uh, if you're not in good shape, it's a lot harder to sing. That's just how it is. That's the way it is when you want it. Okay, I won't sing that. Um, yeah, so uh, he, yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, it's okay to play a bad show. I don't think everyone expects it. It kind of sucks when you're the audience uh, at a bad show, but at least pretend like you're doing a decent job. <laughs> at least pretend that it's working well for you. Don't, like, just automatically quit. I'm like, this fucking sucks, man. Um, yeah, I guess... That's all I have to really fucking say about that. Like, hey, man, at least pretend like you're doing good, even if it is bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that's all I can really say. Uh, fake it till you make it. That's the real rules here. Fake it till you make it. That's uh, what y'all should be doing in life, okay? That's, I, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you anymore. Um Let's go to this other article from Whiskey Riff. Um, do you get your news from Whiskey Riff, folks? Um, because I got this article from Whiskey Riff. That's what I have to say. Uh, all right, here we go. This one's going to be uh, – this one's rough. Uh, this one's a rough one. That's rough, buddy. Uh, while son strips naked inside in dog – wait, hold on. I started the wrong thing. Congratulations. You played yourself. Okay, woman does karate in Walmart parking lot, kicks out police car window while son strips naked inside and dog steals cornbread. All right, from our from Whiskey Riff, maybe a new friend of the show. You were thinking Florida. Always good guess, but this gem comes to us from the great white north of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. If I'm saying that wrong, uh... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Uh, according to KCBD, a mother and son, along with the family dog, Bo, I like how you don't uh, name the the two people, but you name the dog, uh, wreaked havoc on their local Walmart. The Eau Claire Police Department identified 46-year-old Lisa Smith and her 25-year-old son, Benny Van, as the suspects. Investigators said the dog is named Bo. Dog named Bo. Cute. Uh, always, anyways, moving on. This is like someone's mo internal monologue. Uh, all hell broke loose when Bo, who didn't have a leash, began running throughout the store. While Benny was trying to track down Bo, Lisa began tearing apart the store displays until security asked her to leave. She left the store and proceeded into the parking lot where she began to do karate until the police arrived. When the police tried to arrest her, she kicked out the back window of the police cruiser. Apparently, she's pretty good at karate. Meanwhile, Benny stripped off all of his clothes and is running around the store naked, eventually commandeering an electric scooter and trying to run over the responding police officer. Bo left the store with a box of cornbread mix in his mouth. Benny was charged with lewd and Givious behavior, disorderly conduct, and retail theft. His mom was charged with disorderly conduct, re resisting arrest, and a misdemeanor bail jumping. Bo, however, was left off with a warning because, you know, he's a dog. Classic Walmart. <laughs> One minute you're shopping, minding your own business, and then next, thi next you think 
then next you thing you know next you thing you know a woman and i'm not making this up folks i'm not like reading this wrong that's exactly what it said a woman and her son and their cornbread klepto dog are burning that place to the ground Sadly, this is all just par for the course. Karate in the parking lot, naked men on scooters, dogs stealing cornbread. Just another day at your friendly neighborhood Walmart. (laughs) Why is this someone's internal monologue put to words? And not even very well. That's the problem I have with this article. Like, now look. Um, Look, I'm not, not surprised with the humans. I'm surprised the dog was able to get the cornbread that's a surprising from what it sounds like the son was trying to cause a diversion while the mom was trying to steal shit because apparently that was the plan he get arrested they bail out yada 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 that's the plan so the dog is the interesting part here but to me more interesting is whoever the fuck is transcribing this article from someone's fucking words because um whiskey riff i I think the world needs more of you, okay? The world does not need this kind of poor journalism. We come to Whiskey Riff for uh, top-tier journalism, and that is the shit that we have come to expect when it comes to uh, Whiskey Riff. And Whiskey Riff, it's time for you to fucking step up your game, okay? Okay, let's go to the last article. Uh, Science supports smoking a blunt with your lobster before eating it. Uh, This is from The Takeout, which I assume they are masters at food-related news. One thing that's become clear over the past couple of years is that our society doesn't appreciate scientists the way it should. Why, in the past year alone, these heroes have conquered a pandemic, determined the human threshold for hot dog consumption, discovered how to grow both chicken nuggets and bacon in a lab, and may have even developed edible holograms. And now a team of scientists at the University of California, San Diego, has solved another one of life's great mysteries. Can lobsters get high? The impetus for this groundbreaking study, a main restaurant that's famous for hot boxing lobsters, back in 2018, restauranteur Charlotte Gill of Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound sent the internet into a tizzy when she told a local newspaper that she was experimenting with marijuana in hopes of creating a more humane way to kill lobsters. Gill would use an air mattress pump to smoke up a sealed lobster filled I just lost my place. It's not me, not them. Gail would use an air mattress pump to smoke up a sealed lobster-filled chamber. As she explained to Modern Farmer this week, the results were undeniable. We took, we looked at tail flips, and we also looked at when we cook the lobsters, and is there a reaction when you put it into the boiling water? And we were seeing no reaction or very minimal reaction, said Gil. What are exactly... What are exactly is a lobster standard reaction to being boiled alive, you ask? They're shooting their claws off, she continued. They're climbing over each other to try to get out of the boiling water. It was a dramatic difference. That's a good reason to start hotboxing lobsters, as I've ever heard. Quick note, the Modern Farmer piece was written by Emily Barron Cadloff, who shared some more great lobster intel with takeout readers back in December. 
FYI, thank you for that. UCSD scientists mentioned Gill's experiments in the intro of their pre-published paper on the study, which is currently awaiting peer review, and confirmed that their research supports her results. After 30 minutes inside a sealed chamber gradually filled with THC vapors from an e-cigarette, the lobsters showed significant behavioral changes, though they remained conscious and were active enough to turn around, change direction, and walk about 20 meters. They were mad chill while doing it. <laughs> the scientists note that more research is needed, but overall things look good for lobsters destined for your plate. If you're squeamish about cooking lobster at home, you might want to share try sharing a blunt with them before boiling them. I want dead air, but I don't know what to fucking say about this shit. Um Folks, every day we stray further and further from God. That is the only thing I can really say uh, in regards to this, because I think God left. Thank God. I think God left. Now, I don't eat lobster, mainly because I don't want to see the meat the alive animal before it becomes a dead animal before i eat it and i know vegans are like oh maybe you should become vegan then no i'm still eating meat i just don't want to have an emotional connection to the fucking animal that's just a fucking life thing of mine that i don't want to fucking happen um is it bad i don't fucking know but uh yeah we as a society need to realize I don't even know what I'm trying to say. And also, can we talk about diner lobsters for a second? I know it's a Seinfeld joke, but um, like when a diner just randomly has lobster on the menu, it's just like, do they just have one ready? They're like, oh boy, today's my day. They just have like a one live lobster uh, getting ready for its death like the SNL skit, start singing Lame Is. So, yeah, I guess... I guess that's that in regards to that. That's all I have to really say this week. Um, folks, if you want to cook lobster, maybe get them high first, and then maybe uh, it's a better way to kill it. So that's the way it is. Video games can be expensive. Most start at $60 with new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. New games are even starting at $70. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there you're only going to play once and then never pick up again. I know, I bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home. Uh, that's where Gamefly comes in perfect. A Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, best thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support 
any sport and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, y'all, I have to tell you about this uh, Pilar cyst I've had. I think it's, that's how you say it. I watch enough Dr. Pimple Popper to know that's how you say it. So, um, so I think like a week or so. So it's been two weeks. I think when I was recording episode 34, it was in like a super, just a ton of pain. It was a pain. Yeah, it was like I was taking the uh, pain meds, like not the good kind, the ones that like normal people can buy. Like, every two hours, it was bad. It was, like, pain. Basically, the thing is, like, throbbing, like, stretching the skin. It was really bad. And so, you know, it was bad on episode 34 trying to record it, and I was just, like, out of it. So if you didn't like that episode, that's why. Um, and then a couple then a couple days later, eventually, I was, like, put hot compresses on it. And so then it started draining. So I was like, okay. Because initially I thought maybe it's an infected pimple, and then it started draining. I'm like, okay, maybe this is an abscess. So, like, every day, like, it kept refilling. I was like, okay, this is weird. When is it going to stop refilling? And then all of a sudden, I think last Saturday, so right at the day after I recorded episode 35, I, like, squeezed it, and this, like, weird chunk started sticking out. It was like, it wasn't any of the abs. It looks like the, looks like it was basically this weird, chunky thing. And so, I took some tweezers. It was directly right here in the back of my head. So, I took some tweezers went directly to it and then like squeezed it and then pulled it straight out. And it was like a sack of grossness. Here's a picture of it. Uh, it's still up here for people who are grossed out by that shit. And now it's gone for, uh, first of all, me hitting the mic stand, but now it's gone for the people who are a little squeamish and watching the video. So, um, yeah, dude, it was, it was rough. And so, yeah, I thought it was infected pimple, then an abscess. And I posted on Reddit and they're like, yeah, that's a, that's a pilar cyst. Most people determined, uh, that it was a pilar cyst. Uh, but anyways, I have this like a little bit of like a, there's a bald spot on the back of my head from where the hair fell out. I think I'm feeling, um, the hair grow back is very short, but I'm hoping it all grows back. I have a wedding. And so I think I'm gonna have to deal with that shit see friends are like yeah i had a pilar cyst and i'll just try to be confident about it and be like you want to see a picture of it because i do still have a picture of it uh so uh that's exciting uh for me to uh say to everyone else uh but anyways yeah if you get a pilar cyst that's rough buddy um don't do what i did and try to remove it yourself go to an actual dermatologist uh they will actually be able to help you in regards to that situation uh don't do what i did and just like go on reddit with what's this thing that just came out of my head uh yeah that's uh that's some that's a that's a good thing speaking of it's time for a deep thought oh my gosh so deep i fucking love it so it is pride month everyone pride it's the month of june it is pride month uh i haven't said anything about it yet mainly because i haven't figured out a way to make uh, it about me because that's basically what we do as straight people we decide to make pride about us and that's we have to figure that out and i haven't figured out how to make it about me yet so that's why i haven't said anything but uh, i was you know i was just having a very deep thought oh my gosh so deep 
And I realize I see a lot of like one I will see like a lot of women are just coming out as bisexual. And now look, before I'm gonna continue to go on uh, with everything I'm about to say, um, I'm not talking about if you're actually. I'm gonna talk about bi being bisexual and pansexual. Now I know a lot of you are very understanding of your sexuality and uh, are not trying to do anything I'm about to say. So uh, when I talk about this, I'm not talking about you, FYI, okay? I'm talking about other people. It's like uh, when women say, all men are trash, uh, and then you want to respond with, not all men. Um, like, they're not referring to you. Uh, if, you're, if you're not trash, uh, those women aren't referring to you. And so when I'm talking here for the actual normal bisexual and pansexual people out there, uh, I'm not talking about you. FYI. This is the type of guy you get. Um, so just to be clear. Um, but I realized that I've noticed, like, it's men don't really come out as bisexual, or at least not very publicly about it. But women seem very open about being bisexual, pansexual, shit like that. And so one thing I thought is, like, women come out. You could come out. I could technically, me right now could say, uh, everyone would just like to publicly announce that I'm bisexual or I'm pansexual. However, though, I could still go on because I'm I I know I'm straight. I've thought about my uh, sexuality a lot. Tried to think, and I realize um, I am 100% not attracted to men, and that's just 100% me. Men, I don't care if you're trans or. Uh, I don't care if you're a trans man. I'm not attracted to men. That's that's the thing. Um, and that's the thing. And then, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, trans women. I'm like, you're not ugly. And I'm like, I think I could, I think I can be attracted to you. But I've never experimented with that. So I don't, I don't fucking know. So don't take my word for that. But yeah, I, I know for a fact I'm not into men. However, what's stopping anyone from just saying they're bisexual or pansexual? You know, like I could just come out, like post on the internet, be like, everyone, I'd love to come out this Pride Month. I'm pansexual. But then I would n- I never date, let, let's say, a man. I never date a trans man. I never na- date someone who's non-binary. I'd never do that. I only just date women. I could just say that shit. And uh, people, that's like people just being pretend woke. It's just, that's the idea. Like, who's, you know, you could just make up that you're bisexual. Like, anyone, like, so, so say someone's like a woman who is into men, only into men. She could just come out and say, I'm bisexual, n- but never date a woman, ever. And we'd be like, oh, you're so brave for coming out as bisexual. So, people, what have I, what have I'm thinking about on this deep thought? Oh, my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Don't lie about your sexuality to be fake woke. Just fuck whoever you want to fuck. That's up to me. As long as it's not a child and uh, there's consent involved then I don't give a fuck about who you fuck. But don't pretend you're a sexuality you're not for fake woke clout because that shit, I hope that shit catches up to you. Um, And uh, also happy Pride Month, everyone, for all the gays out there. Um, We are aware that sexuality is not a choice because if sexuality was a choice nobody would ever date a man ever for any reason no one would ever do that that's the shit that we all know and uh i hope you don't 
decide to question me. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Because that is what would happen. Uh, okay. I think I've done uh, talking about my deep... That's uh, it for all my deep thoughts. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Okay. Time for a movie review. I know. So... I'm going, I have, I have recently watched, actually, this was a couple weeks ago. Um, the week I did the, uh, review of School of Rock, I initially planned to do a movie review of 101 Dalmatians, but since Kevin Clark passed away, may he rest in peace, I held off on the 101 Dalmatians review for this week. I wanted to do it because they are, they did release Cruella, which is the origin story for a woman who wants to skin Dalmatian puppies because uh, Hollywood has decided that we needed to uh, fund that movie. And yeah, so I guess we're doing this shit now. Um, I did watch Cruella. Did I pay $30 for Disney Premier Access? No, I torrented the movie uh, like an adult. So <laughs> uh, that's what I did. So I did watch the movie. I really enjoyed Cruella. I don't want to give anything away. But I think it's setting up the uh, 101 Dalmatians cinematic universe in the movie. Um, like all, like all the characters from 101 Dalmatians are in it. Uh, now, is it a prequel to the live action or the cartoon? I have no fucking clue. Okay, um, uh, that's all I really want to say on Cruella. Um, but uh, it's a pretty good movie for uh, a movie about the origin story of a woman who skins, who wants to kill puppies. 101, spe- oh, sorry, the adult two were not in it. So exactly uh, 99 Dalmatian, wants to skin exactly 99 Dalmatian puppies. That's uh, this is the type of guy woman. Uh, so uh, trying to squeeze that in. Um, so let's go into it. I watched 101 Dalmatians. So, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about 101 Dalmatians, the, the true origin movie. This is like the Captain America. No, it wouldn't be Captain America Winter Soldier. So this would be Iron Man. And then Cruella would be like the Captain America, the first Avenger of the 101 Dalmatians cinematic universe. So, um, Let's get into it. We so we're first introduced to Roger Radcliffe. Now Roger is a struggling songwriter uh, who's trying to create that one big hit, and uh, he has a dog named Pongo, uh, a Dalmatian dog. Uh, and like I said, we don't know where Cruella the movie takes into bliss, so I don't want to spoil that ending for you. Um, you know, he's a struggling songwriter just trying to you know get a big hit and. Uh, his house is, like, messy and full of music stuff, which is kind of like how I live. And uh, so there's a lot of things there that's, that could be something. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, there's, yeah that's, that was, like, interesting. And I'm like, I hope my life is like him, like a single guy with just music stuff all over his home. Um, and then we meet, uh, so yeah, we meet Pongo, or kind of, he's now the, the one in charge of this movie. And he's like, you know what? Roger needs to fucking get laid. And so he uh, does what any dog would do and looks out the window, tries to hook Roger up. And uh, there's a little bit of a gray area here because it kind of sounds like Pongo 
is trying to get laid himself, but he's using Roger as an excuse because he's looking at all these people with dogs, and then he sees Anita, the one woman with a Dalmatian, and he's like, we got to get laid from them. So uh, eventually they go, you know, they go to the park, and he's like, we got to go to the park, we got to the park because, you know, Anita and uh, Perdita or whatever that dog is, they yada, 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 they got to meet. So uh, Pongo... Uh, wants to do doggy style with her dog. So after, like, so they go to the park, all these shenanigans, they fall in the lake, and then they're like, oh, now we're in love. And so now they're married. And then flash forward, now they're married. And you would think that, so say I have a dog, and I mean another woman, she has a dog. We get married. Aren't the dogs, are the dogs step-siblings? Um, not in this movie though. The dogs are now married too. So technically, technically, we're going on technicalities here. These dogs got married and they're step siblings. So step brother, what are you doing, step bro? That's so yeah. That's how. That's the. This is the type of guy you get. This is the movie we're watching, folks. This is the movie I watched. Uh, so, step-sibling dogs get married. And that's... I mean, they're not... Te- but we're not We're not technically step-siblings. We're not technically related. You're not my real brother. <laughs> so, uh, we continue uh, here. Uh, then we are then introduced to Cruella DeVille, who the dogs hate with a passion. Because... Dogs know when people are bad, and uh, they're introduced and shit like that. Um, and then Roger just like he's worked, do 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 and then he's like, ah, your friend Cruella is coming over. I don't like that bitch. And uh, then he's like, I want to make a song about her, Cruella Deville, Cruella Deville, and you will need some. I don't know the words, and you will need will. I. Eat some ass and eating ass and eating some ass. Cruella, Cruella Deville. So he creates that diss track on Cruella. Um, so the Cruella movie gives you a little origin to their feud, but uh, Roger just made a diss track about uh, Anita's friend, his wife's friend. So um, even though she is bad, uh, she, he still gets it. And then Cruella is smoking like a cigarette ex- on one of those cigarette extended things. Um, and now Dis- they wouldn't allow it in the new movie because Disney does not allow smoking, which is good for, uh, a, a company that primarily makes kids movies to not have kids smoking, to not trying to get them to smoke because smoking is the least fun and it's not good at all. Uh, but now then Cruella's smoking and there's green smoke coming out of it, which I'm assuming that shit is weed. I assume she's just fucking smoking weed out of her pipe because it's green is coming out yet. Oh yeah. Cruella stopped by because I guess Perdita, her dog, which is a dumb name for a dog. Perdita. That's a dumb name. Uh, about to have pup, like she's pregnant puppies. And so Cruella wants all the dogs, uh, for a nefarious purpose that we have not found out yet, which you could probably figure out if you've ever watched this movie before. Uh, and then she's like offering, I'll take all the puppies. Oh, okay. So then flash forward, uh, Perdita's giving birth. Um, and here's the weird thing. Um, I don't, I can't remember when this movie came out. 
Uh, did I put it in my notes? Because I wanted to put it out. Uh, yeah, so, like, the dogs are giving birth, and uh, the men are not allowed in the same room as the dog giving birth. Now, I assume this is, like, an allegory for, like, men not being allowed in the delivery room uh, during childbirth. Um, they would just be somewhere else smoking. Um, and I guess they're doing the same in this movie, too, even though it's a fucking dog. Anyways, uh, they find out Perdita, or Purdy, I think that's the name they call her. They find out that Perdita has 15 puppies, but unfortunately now only 14 because one did not survive. And then Roger rubs the puppy for a very uncomfortable amount of screen time. I'm telling you, it was very uncomfortable. It was like, rub, 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 like an awkward amount. Like you just, you felt time to stop as he rubs, uh, an unconscious puppy birth puppy. And then for some reason, the puppy comes back alive and they name it lucky. Uh, did I remember any of the other puppies names? Absolutely not. <laughs> Cause there's not, they eventually get to 99 of them. And, uh, I know what you're thinking. It, they only had 15 puppies. Isn't this movie called 101 Dalmatians? And I thought the same thing as you. This is not a hundred. This, they're about 84 Dalmatians short. And, uh, but we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. 84 ones short without the two grown-ass dogs. Uh, so, uh, Cruella is immediately there after the birth for some reason. And she's getting ready to, uh, uh, what is it? Okay, what did I put in my notes here? Oh, yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, Cruella's, like, willing to buy the 15 puppies, and she's like, name your price, I don't care. Like, I have the money. And then, uh, I guess Roger, okay, here's what I wrote in my notes, and I'm trying to figure out my train of thought when doing this. It was a couple weeks ago. Roger really doesn't want to sell because he still wants his Cruella DeVille diss track to go platinum, and this is crucial to the plot. Okay, yeah, so apparently that's crucial to the plot, the puppies. Um, so they're like, we're going to keep all 15 of these um, puppies and then two grown-ass dogs. So Corral makes a dramatic exit, as you would, uh, to someone who has al- already written a diss track and is going to try to get rich uh, off your life. So that's that's the way, that's the way it is. So... And I know we all listen to these reviews because you want me to find gay uh, representation, Happy Pride Month, by the way, in uh, Disney movies. Uh, Then we're introduced to Jasper and Horace, who are also in Cruella. Uh, I'm just promoting that movie for no fucking reason. Uh, And they're gay. Um, They didn't say it in the film, but I'm automatically, I just know they're gay. Uh, There are two thieves hired by Cruella, which you find out in the Cruella origin story that they're close, that they're all, like, family. Uh, So they are hired by Cruella to steal the dogs, all of them, except, no, just the puppies, not the big ones, apparently, just the puppies, uh, from Roger and Anita, while they're out for, they, after they're out for a walk, and it's just the maid, uh, they, Jasper and Horace just barge in. Uh, I think Jasper 
does a distraction and then Horace steals all the puppies. Uh, and they put the puppies in a bag. Okay. Have you ever thrown a blanket on top of a dog? They just run around like crazy. And, uh, but apparently they were able to stuff 15 Dalmatian puppies into a bag. And it, uh, worked out okay. So, uh, is there a story there? Probably. I, something probably would happen. I mean, dogs piled on top of other dogs. I can't believe they would have some problems. Some puppies would be jumping out of that bag. I don't know. Have you ever been around a puppy? And puppies are, like, energetic, too. Uh... Okay, so I'm looking at my notes right now, folks. I must have wrote the stupidest notes. Uh, Here's the... So after making the paper for their stolen puppies, the thieves are now wanting payments for the dogs they stole. Okay, and then... So, oh yeah, okay, so that's what I wrote. And then Roger thinks Krell stole the dogs, but they don't have any proof. So, therefore, they do not have a case against it. Uh, but they all go out for a search, and apparently how dogs work is Pongo barks his ass off uh, looking for 15 puppies, and that is basically like lighting the beacons of Gondor in regards to uh, getting every other animal's attention in regards to uh, this situation, which then were introduced to... Uh, no, then the entire city of London is just dogs barking. That's all it is. Then we go to the uh, the team that is going to rescue uh, the 15 puppies and maybe more. We'll see. Maybe more. Uh, so we got the colonel. He's a dog. Uh, and then a cat named Tibbs and a horse named the captain. They are all here today to we're That's our team to investigate this. Uh, they were able to uh, search the estate of Cruella de Vil. And I bet you were wondering, I bet Cruella de Vil lives in a very nice, very happy place. You were wrong. She lives in the creepiest mansion that has ever existed ever for any reason. Um, and so I guess Tibbs the cat was searching the estate and discovers the 15 dogs, the 15 puppies. But uh, counts them all together. Turns out, 99 altogether. So, with Pongo and Perdita, that is where we get 101 Dalmatians. So, we got to the name of the movie and why it's called 101 Dalmatians. So, we now are in a situation with 101 Dalmatians. Uh, So, that is now where we got the movie. Um, Oh, and then, like, the Jasper and Horace are, like, hanging out with all the dogs in one room. And they're, like, watching TV. And Jasper is drinking wine straight from the bottle. So, am I Jasper? Am I Jasper? Now, I haven't drank since April. But am I Jasper? Am I Jasper? That's a good question. Um, uh, so, I don't know if I'm going to be hating on them for the rest of this, uh, the interview. Because I think I'm a little bit like Jasper. And uh, if uh, you go back to 2019, I kind of look like Horace. So, uh, got some problems there. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, and then like the, uh, uh, Anita and Roger's dogs are all in collars, but the others are not in collars. So you know the dogs we care about are in collars, but the ones you don't, we don't really care about are not in collars, FYI. Uh, because we only think about the royal family, the royal family being Pongo and Perdita. Uh, 
So eventually, Pongo and Padita just run away. We'll get back to that. They just run away to rescue their dogs. Um, but they also learn at the last... So they're like, oh, we know where they are, but the mansion. And then at the last minute, they're like, oh, yeah, that's just where Cruella Deville lives. And they're like, ah, oh, sh-. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, they're going to die. That woman's evil. They're going to die. And, uh, and then, uh, oh, yeah, and I said Nips and the Colonel are on their way as well, but... The colonel does not move. It's just Nips. Nips is the only one doing anything in this. The other two are just there for, uh, because I guess, I don't know. I don't know why. I guess they just wanted a team there. Um, so the dogs are still puppies. Now, what Cruella could do, because she, you learn why she has so many Dalmatians, is because she wants to skin them and make a Dalmatian coat. Now... There's some here's some plot problems here. If we're going with the uh, Cruella movie as canon to the 101 Dalmatian cinematic universe, uh, she did have a Dalmatian looking jacket in Cruella. It's not spoiling anything. Uh, you'll figure that shit out if you watch the movie. Now, um, so she has a jacket already. Now, why is she wanting to skin real dogs for a jacket that looks like it? A lot of questions. None of them get answered. But instead of waiting for the dogs to grow old, she wants to skin them now. That's why she has 99 of them. Um, so that's why. And then, so I guess Roger and Horace are like, um, we'll do them after this TV show. And then all the dogs sneak out. And uh, then eventually they find out. And then a goofy little chase happens with Pongo, Perdita, the 99 puppies. And uh, the gay couple. So they're all running around, just your normal cartoon hijinks coming out, coming out round and round again, coming, coming up in May. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, they keep running around. Then it's like the journey back home, which the journey there was not long, but the journey back home is very long. But they're on their trail almost the entire time. Uh, and, oh, yeah, no, they hide with the captain, and the captain back kicks it with a horse. Now, I'm terrified of a horse back kicking me uh, because that could actually kill you. Like, you can get severely damaged, and a back kick from a horse will actually kill you. So if I'm around a horse, I'm always staying in the front because I don't think they can kick me like that. Um, I kick around the horse. They somehow are injury-free and don't die. So... That's a question for someone else. Um, and then, so, yeah, and then eventually Cruella gets involved, and, uh, oh, yeah, the gang almost dies from hypothermia, uh, like, walking, and then a bunch of cows uh, let them stay with them, and then they're like, I'm hungry, and the cows are like, here, come drink our milk, which is weird, which is fucking weird. They're drinking it straight from the tit. Um, but doesn't, but the dogs also look like they're eating real food at this point and not being breastfed. A lot of problems. And it was very weird of them to add a scene uh, where the dogs are drinking breast milk in the movie. So they almost die of hypothermia, and they start drinking breast milk straight from a cow. Which, I don't understand that science at all, but apparently that worked. Um, but unfortunately, Cruella sees their tracks in the snow, uh, and she's right on their tail. <laughs> um... And so they find a van that's going straight to London, so they all sneak in the back of it, and uh, they all, like, get in there. Krill's still chasing them, and then eventually, 
Oh yeah, they're all in like they all cover themselves in soot, so Cruella doesn't think they're Dalmatians. It's like that's just a weirdly odd number amount of dogs, but they're all covered in soot. So that's how they get away in the disguise. Then eventually Cruella's on their tail with a car, which you learned in the film is a Deville. And that's how Cruella got her last name. Uh, and she ended up driving because there's snow everywhere. And they end up driving and going on a fast chase. And she ends up in uh, the creek because she was driving irresponsibly. So do not uh, go on a high-speed chase in the snow for Dalmatians in a DeVille car. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So, um, so eventually time has passed. And Roger and Anita are wondering why our dogs ran away. But then they also realize we're rich now because my diss track about Cruella went platinum. And uh, guess what everyone did? Everyone. And I really liked that. Everyone really liked it. So, but it's Christmas. Uh, and then all the dogs come storming in at once. And so you got Pongo and Purdy. Uh, and that they wipe off all the soot on them. And uh, they count all the dogs that just showed up. And they realize they're now the owners of 101 Dalmatians. They said the name of the movie. They said the name of the movie. And then the movie ends like, we're going to buy a farm and let all the dogs live there, a Dalmatian plantation. And then the movie just straight ends like, okay, the ending just happened and there's no time to breathe. So, uh, like, I guess we're just going to live on a farm. The end. <laughs> like, what? Could you show the farm a little bit? Ah, wonderful life we have here with all these dogs. Uh, and then the end. So that is 101 Dalmatians. Now, what did we learn from this movie? Because I feel, is there a lesson to be learned in every movie? No. But is that what I, is that going to stop me from trying to find one? No. I'm going to find a lesson. So what, what did we learn in this movie? Uh, if you try to make a fur coat out of dogs, you will crash your car into a creek. Uh, and then they will make an origin film about you. And the problem I have with the origin film is that Emma Stone is very pretty and is a very pretty, beautiful woman. And now we all have Cruella DeVille kinks. And that's not cool because she looked like Yzma from Emperor's New Groove in the original, in the cartoon. And uh, Glenn Close in the live action. And uh, yeah, so now we're all attracted to Cruella and think of her differently. And the origin movie messed up the whole purpose of this movie, folks. So that's my review of 101 Dalmatians, an animated classic that I have a lot of problems with. We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that is provides its to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. 
I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery. Download the DoorDash app from the link in our description. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Do you have problems? Well, not anymore because I'm about to solve all of them because, uh... Your problems are rough. That's rough, buddy. And I'm here to solve all of them. It's time for Ask Sweezy. Uh, time, uh, the week I uh, give you, uh, you ask me, or you have relationship problems, and I'm here to solve them. Let me get my hair looking good. Um, looks like it's already fallen down. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. I have a lot of uh, a lot of fun chats today. Um, I'll go to the first one. Why does it call me knowing my ex still thinks about me? <laughs> Be gone, fuck! Uh, knowing my ex is mad slash is still thinking about me weirdly satisfies me and calms my anxiety. I recently found out he blocked me on social media and we haven't even talked in months. Why does this make me feel calm? I've also been so anxious these past months and knowing he thinks about me just made me at peace. Is there something psychologically wrong with me? We ended in bad terms, so is this a natural feeling? I wish him the best in everything, though. Um, sounds like you won the relationship. Uh, you won the breakup. Uh, usually people, there is a breakup, and usually uh, a lot of times one person necessarily is the winner. Even in their, like, mutual, I feel like there usually is a winner to a breakup. Um, I... Been on both sides, folks. Uh, but I can tell you, yeah. Um, I think there's there's like a satisfaction knowing you're wanted. I want to say that you have that feeling, like you know you're wanted, and so it's just very satisfying knowing that. Um, and you know that he's mad at you, and because uh, I think there's there's thoughts that you're living rent free in his head, and that that is a nice thing. It, it is. I have to agree with you. I think. I've been on that side where you have an ex and they they still think about you knowing that shit. It's just nice, you know. I think it's just nice to be be a pre, be liked. I think there's just something like that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being liked. I've done that way too long now. I just do not give a shit what people care about me. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the main thing I would have to say it's just satisfying one like you're you're winning you're doing good and that annoys them i think you know and there's something about your haters uh we know one here this this kid's father being a hater no one people hate you because you're doing good it's really nice 
you know, I think that's it's just a nice feeling to know that you are wanted and uh, it makes someone mad that you're doing so good. So it looks like you're doing good, and I think that's what should make you happy. Uh, chase that feeling, but don't be an asshole, okay? Uh, don't be don't be a bitch about it. Um, about it. I identify as a fucking threat. Okay, so yeah, I think that's all I'm gonna have to say in regards to that. Um, yeah, so just just enjoy that winning feeling. You are you are the champion, my friends, and you keep on fighting till the end. Bom, 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 bom. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, I told my best friend that I have feelings for her, and now she's upset with me. I like That's that. That's rough, buddy. I did not mean to put the I like that by Garth Brooks. That's rough, buddy. Okay, so the other day I kind of hinted to my best friend that I had feelings for her beyond just our normal friendship. Unfortunately, I hinted a little too hard, and she more or less managed to figure it out for herself before I planned on actually telling her, if ever at all. Thinking it, thinking it best if I was upfront about it, I confirmed her suspicion. She walked away without saying anything more to me. Later, she texted me explaining that while she didn't want to end our friendship, she felt uncomfortable knowing that I had feelings for her and wanted to distance herself from me for a while. I apologized and told her that I understood and felt she was right. Obviously, I'm going to wait for her to talk to me first, but if and when she does, is there anything more for me to say? I have no issue with moving on with my feelings and going back to normal, but I'm not so sure about her. She's very important to me as a friend, pretty much been my main source of support and advice since I met her. I don't really know what to do if she breaks off our friendship now. Any advice on what to say or do would be appreciated. So, first of all, we're going to go with this. Congratulations. You played yourself. And. That's rough, buddy. Um, so yeah, um, looks like you didn't read the room very well. Like, I've uh, been saying on the show for a while now, um, between, if you have feelings for a woman, uh, she would prefer that you die with your feelings than you admitting to it and then, uh, her not feeling the same way. She would prefer you just die with the feeling, which... Uh, for men, it just eats you up inside, and actually, no, it looks like you're both women, so, um, well, I know for me, for men, it just eats you up inside, uh, you know, like a feeling for someone, and, uh, it's hard, but then for women, they're like, just die with the feeling, um, that's rough, buddy, so, uh, that's the thing, it looks like you fucking played yourself, congratulations, you played yourself, so, um, I guess you're gonna have to distance yourself for a while, uh, and then just go back and eventually, uh, eventually if you stay friends, uh, you do that, you just don't bring it up. Let it be awkward. One thing I would suggest though, is, um, maybe treating it like, Hey, uh, now I'm no longer into you. So, uh, let's just be friends and that's all it'll be. And then eventually she might get jealous and then we start talking to other people. Maybe she'll get a little jealous because she knows she had you first, but now she can't have you and that's going to make her a little jealous. And for some reason, that's how women work. I realize with me though, like there's a thing though, like for, this is a male man, woman relationship. We're going to go with that. That when you like for men, it's like sometimes not showing interest in a woman makes her interested in you. I've done that. And I'm pretty sure she has still never, 
she's like, yeah, I can live with uh, not being interested in you still. And I like that. Um, nothing wrong with that. I just think it's funny how that works in my life. Uh, regardless to say, though, yeah, so just take some time and then be like, you know what? Yep, I don't like you. Just be like, look, um, I've thought it over and I don't like you anymore. So let's just be friends. <laughs> And then you stay friends, and maybe she'll learn to like you. And then uh, you could tell her, like, maybe I'm into someone else, but maybe I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll keep you around, and maybe things will work out from there. So sometimes you just got to play the game. Got to play the game. Got to do a lot of queen stuff today. But, yeah, you know, this is why I think this is why I do, what did you say, you're both you're 24, 21, this is, yeah, I think this is why I like dating older women because there's less games to play. She like that, like when 20, like younger women are just like, okay, let's play games. Do we like each other? Let's just uh, tiptoe across our feelings and uh, move on from there. That's why, yeah, that's probably why I date women a little bit older. I'm not saying I'm dating MILFs or anything, folks. I'm just saying like a couple years older than me because if I'm not into playing games, I assume someone like three to four years older than me is not into playing games either. That's, uh, this is the type of guy you get. So, uh, yeah, y'all know what the fuck's going on. Y'all know what's going on with me. Uh, let's move on to our next one. I met a girl two years ago. All right. I know, I'll read the rest of it. Things were going great till she started playing too many games a few months ago. Should I start playing it as well? This girl was doing a year abroad in my city, and we met through mutual friends. We immediately hit it off and had a few fun nights, but soon after she went back to finish university, less than a year ago, she calls me quite tipsy and tells me she misses me and hasn't been able to stop thinking about me about the time we spent together. The relationship started to develop. We were constantly texting and had some fun dates over FaceTime. She kept saying how great it would be if I went to visit her. Uh, A few months ago, she started to play the hot and cold game where she would act super busy and disinterested or for a few days. Then the next day, she would be super into me. I booked a ticket to London where she lives for work reasons and to see her also. When I told her I was visiting, she responded with, cool, with a very cold attitude. I have tried to confront her about her not putting enough effort to make the relationship work, but she always tries to brush it off and acts like I'm the one making a big deal of things. The mental games she plays are really annoying, and I don't know whether to end it or start playing the same game she's playing. Act weird, a distant, then going go back to being nice. Uh, any advice on what I should do now? I'm into her and trying to not to fuck things up. Um, so it's gonna, this is going to lead to a fight, uh... Uh, inevitably but i here's what i would do um when i hear you say playing games like play the game with her uh this is idea of like when she gets cold you try to like technically warm her back up and to being nice to you again and then and shit like that i think like that's the idea of uh following her lead like she's cool she wants you to give you more attention and shit like that she just wanted to be validated and uh all that shit um what i would say in regards to that then um so say she's like, so like, she's like, you're saying like, Hey, I'm going to actually spend all this money and fly to London to see you. And her reaction is cool. Uh, I would respond with, I'd just be an ass back to her. I'd be like, yeah, maybe if I'm, maybe if I'm available, I'll be able to see you. I don't know. Shit like that. I'd just be like a dick. And then every time she's being cold, just be cold back to her. It's like, I don't know. I'm not that into you. It's like, yeah, I'm probably not that into you either. That makes me not interested in you either. I think you just kind of, like, go back and forth with her. And then then she's like, why are you doing this to me? I'm like, you're playing games. You need to stop this. We got to act like fucking adults. 
because that's what fucking adults do. We talk about our problems and we talk about our feelings. So if you want to play this game, uh, I will be a dick back to you because I don't need you. I'm fine exactly how I am. And that's the thing, though. Do not be a fucking simp for her. I haven't got to use that properly in a while. Do not be a fucking simp. You got to let her know that uh, you're not into this shit. And uh, that's why I say if I don't I don't play a game, I'm just like, all right, I'm not going to play this game and uh, and do that. So if you don't want to see me, I'm not going to see you. And then eventually she's like, I don't want to see you. Okay, I'm like, all right. Then why don't you say that with your fucking words? We're fucking adults. I'm not like talking to a, like a three-year-old who doesn't know language. Like, don't be angry. Use your words. Use your words. Come on. Use your words. You got to tell. I'm like, don't. So... Or, uh, and if it doesn't work out, like I'll say, date a woman, like, a couple years older than you, uh, they'll stop with the games very quickly. I think it's just younger women, because I have whole lives ahead of them, I guess, I don't know. Now I'm sounding, like, super misogynistic, so, uh, I should probably, like, stop that. That's not what I'm meaning, it's just kind of, I, it's more or less on my mind of having a more mature, dating someone who's more mature. Now, maybe, maybe saying, like, older is not, my opinion, like, a little bit older is just a nicer way to get like a more i'd like to date a more mature person not like a very immature adult i would like to date a mature adult which like oh she could be 22 and a mature adult that's not like out of the question so i probably sound misogynistic so that's what i'm trying to get at when i say that so that's all i have to say there uh let's move on to the next one i am having a hard time accepting my girlfriend's new tattoos okay Me and my girlfriend have been in a relationship for about seven months now while recently becoming an official couple since a couple months ago. Leading up to that point, we were more of a casual thing. So you could say there's now a level of commitment, which was quite scary for the both of us, especially me, since I knew she was has a liking for piercings and tattoos and the thought of her getting an amount I don't find attractive might end the relationship as I would ideally like to be attracted to my partner. She has been getting tattoos here and there every so often, and overall, I don't really mind them, but over time, the amount is starting to decrease my attraction of her. She has seven overall at varying sizes. Now, here's what I'm not sure about. I can't tell whether or not tattoos are a deal breaker for me. I think I can just about accept the one she has so far, but I'm pretty certain if she were to continue getting more, my attraction would go away to the point where we would have to end things. I really care for her, so I have been been trying my hardest to accept them and constantly keep communication open about them she has also been very respectful of my opinion on them and she always asks for my advice when getting them i'm just terrified that i may have to break up with her if she continues getting more and even though me not liking tattoos are my preference it still makes me feel guilty that she could be with someone else who loves tattoos it feels like i am holding her back in a way just curious what you guys would do in this situation any comments are great appreciated so sounds like tattoos are a deal breaker for now there's like deal breakers for people but then there's like the deal breakers deal breakers that you're okay with uh deal breakers that you can go a little bit uh far away with like i know a lot of guys who are like i do not like fat women they're like i do not want to date a fat woman um which, I mean, that's like a preference, but at the same time, uh, first of all, you got to look at you. Look, I typically go with the uh, 
the rule that if she has abs, she's probably going to go with someone who has abs. That's just, you know, workout abs, go with workout abs type men and women. That's just, that's the way it is. Um, so th- yeah, that's a thing there you need to realize, but also, um, it sounds like, so yeah, so say you're not into fat women, but also like you look like me or Micah. Hashtag pray for Micah. Um, Basically, you're like, okay, she has a couple pounds. It's you got to deal with it. Um, and also, I don't want to say I don't, I don't want like a fitness model to date either. I don't. I, I best, I'm like just ruining myself uh, today. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you don't like tattoos. Um, now, this is a very superficial thing that you don't like. You don't like her tattoos, and that's like an appearance thing for you. Now, a big appearance thing for me would be body hair. Like, I'll go. Le- we're gonna go leg hair and armpit hair. That's where. That's where we'll go. That's that's where I'll go. Uh, the bush that we all think about can be discussed, but I'm not gonna get into that right now. I prefer. I prefer a woman with no armpit hair and no leg hair. That's just. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. If you'd like to say that, what I will say in continuing this, um, that. Uh, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna grow my, I'm gonna grow out my armpit hair. I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe you can go uh, find someone else because that is fucking disgusting. And now it doesn't sound like you like tattoos, so it sounds like on a on the superficial looks level, you're not like, you're not liking her uh, that much. And if she wants to get more tattoos, it's her body, so you can't really control that shit. Um, unless you get her pregnant, then then you can control your semen getting inside her. But also, she gets to decide she wants to keep it. Uh, so, uh, what the hell am I trying to say, folks? Um, I'm trying to say is, if her getting tattoos is going to be a deal breaker for you, and it like makes you not like her as much, um, maybe maybe it's not going to work out for you. There's a lot of guys out there who like tattoos. I like a girl with tattoos. I think it's cool. She looks badass and like looks like she's gonna like. I like a woman who's, you know, you like a woman who's, like, a little bit scary. You're, like, scary, not crazy. Like, ooh, she's gonna, I think we're talking about, like, goth, I think I'm talking about, like, goth chicks right now. Um, but anyways, though, I think, um, what I'm gonna have to say for you there is, uh, it sounds like you're probably not gonna like her tattoos for much longer, and, uh. That's rough, buddy. So, I don't imagine that working out for you, so, uh. Tell her, be gone, fuck! When the appropriate amount of time comes. So, that's the way it is. Like, my hair is, like, falling down right in the third segment. Isn't that crazy? Um, okay, la- next one. I had a one-night stand with a guy and later found out he has a long-term girlfriend. Should I tell her? A few weeks ago, I was at a bar with some friends, and this really handsome, charming guy approached me and bought me, brought me a, brought me a drink. I think he bought me a drink. We were chatting, and then he suddenly kissed me, and we exchanged numbers. I uh, hope it was consensual. Uh, later that night, I was at home, and he texted me asking if I wanted to meet up. I did. Gave him my address, and he came over. We had a drink, and then we had sex. <laughs> Uh, he surprised me when I asked him to use a condom. 
He said, how cute. You're so careful. And I just laughed it off and said, I don't know you and you don't know me. Anyways, after that, he went home during the week. I was scrolling through Facebook on my lunch break and he came up as a suggested friend, probably because his number is in my phone. I clicked on his profile and he's in a relationship. He's been with this girl since 2017 and she posted about she posts about him a lot. She looks to be very much in love with him. I know he's probably sleeping with other women aside from me. He was so swift in the way he came in, got me a drink, kissed me, and got my number that I feel he's done it plenty of times before. I'm shocked that he didn't intend on using a condom. I don't have an STD, but he doesn't know that. And he was just willing to get ri- risk giving an STD to his girlfriend. Maybe he has already. I'm also not on any birth control pills, so his willingness to take the risk was surprising. I was so torn about what to do in this scenario. I considered making a burner Facebook account and messaging her or not getting involved at all or asking him what's going on. I didn't decide on a solution. And then this weekend that and then this weekend just passed, he messaged me again on Saturday night asking me to come out with him. I left him on red. Should I message her? Do I do it from a fake account? Um, okay. Uh, one thing is for certain, uh, in regards to your situation. Um, so anyways, you're the third party in the situation. Um, in regards to, should I tell her? Should I not tell her? That is a hundred percent up to you. I should not be the one to give you that. You do what you believe is the right thing to do. And, what you believe is right is going to be the right thing. That's going to be a gut decision that I cannot make for you in regards to this situation. Uh, next thing, uh, he said he didn't want to wear a condom. Now, good on you for forcing him to wear one. Um, I don't get guys who want to raw dog a stranger. So when, because to me, like I've gone over this before. I'm going to go over it again for anyone new here. Uh, the rules on birth control in regards to... A partner one night stands hookup type situation that's condom you don't know each other very well you don't know if either one of you has something could just you might not know it very well at all that's just who it is and especially in this guy's situation he's cheating you don't want to give his partner an std that's i mean that's just the situation so when hookups one night stands you gotta wear a condom it's not fun for the men out there i know but anyways there uh, one, a more friends with benefits, serious type of relationship situation. Uh, I think the woman should be getting some sort of IUD, some form of birth control pill, something like that. Cause if you're just going to have sex with one person over and over again, like, you know, they don't have an STD. So he, he should be able to raw dog it and it feels better for both parties. Uh, and then that way you don't have to worry about pregnancy, unwanted pregnancies. Cause those, that has to be the worst. That's rough, buddy. Um, and then eventually if you're married, serious relationship, even, you know, friends with benefits, uh, you know, situation. If you're wanting to have a kid, then you just do nothing. You just raw dog it, do nothing. That's what you do when you want a kid. Now, if you're in like a serious marriage, serious relationship, you're done having kids. I believe that the man should get the vasectomy because she had to do the birth control shit for so long. And now it's your turn. Uh, to be shooting blanks and her and then maybe other people too you know <laughs> if you're like this guy you'll probably cheat too so uh, that's the rule here so his willingness to i do think he's not a very stand-up guy that he would not wear a condom uh you only you only not be like i don't want to wear a condom with uh people you're very serious with uh don't be raw don't be letting ladies don't let guys raw dog you don't let people you don't know very well raw dog you Okay, that's how I see. That's how I see it. Uh, that's how um, 
let's see. So the final thing I want to go into in regards to this um, would be this uh, would be into uh, the uh, the social media Facebook page that you saw of him about him being in a relationship to 2017, and they post a lot about how much they're in love with each other. So I'm a big believer in. Uh, people who post about their relationship way too much on Facebook or Instagram and shit like that are not in a good relationship. The relationship is struggling and it's not very good. My parents do not post a lot. They only post randomly if they go on vacation. They post a photo together. That's like my parents. That's what my parents post. That's like all they post of their relationship. Maybe if it's like an anniversary, you post something like that. You know, the anniversary, you post that. Like my parents don't do much. They also probably don't know how to use Facebook very well. So that's probably another great thing. And that's why I'm very happy they don't overshare their lives on the Internet. Um, and then my friend, I have all, basically all my friends are married and uh, they do not post about their marriage ever except for like, you know, the appropriate times to do so. So uh, that's also very great of them. I'm very happy. That's how I know. Like, that's a red flag if I notice. Um, is your, like, if they keep overposting, I'm like, is everything all right between you two? That's when I, that's when daddy gets involved. That's when daddy gets involved. Um, and then last, yeah, but then they overshare. It's like, yeah. So I think the relationship might already be struggling. Uh, in regards to that, if they're posting over posting about their relationship and she looks very much in love with him. I think she's trying to save the relationship. So um, she might know he's cheating on her. But uh, also, uh, like I say, you haven't talked to her. You don't know. You don't know the situation. So I want to recap my answers. I think there's three answers to this. Uh, the condom situation, uh, that's shame on him. That's very bad. You're like, I don't know you. Put this fucking shit on. It's not fun, but we don't know each other. Let's have fun and let's have slightly less fun than we could be. Um, and then uh, the idea of uh, should you? Oh yeah, should you confront the girlfriend? That is your gut reaction. That's up to you. If your gut tells you to, then you do it. Uh, in regards to the relationship, it's probably not working out very well. FYI, because one, if he's cheating, and then again, if he's like doing other shit, like. You know what's going on. So that's the way it is. That's rough, buddy. Okay. Next one. Um, we got a couple more. Um, I can't eat in front of my new girlfriend. I know this is weird. Basically, I used to be fat and I gained a lot of weight in my last relationship. Hashtag. My ex-girlfriend would understandably nitpick everything I ate and hated that I was getting fat. She was physically repulsed by my body and would comment negatively every time I ate. This hurt me a lot. I also had the same problem as a kid. My dad is a fitness freak, and when I was young, he would get very angry that I was a chubby kid and would put me on diets and say being fat was disgusting and I would never get a girlfriend. In my early teen years, I ended up losing weight but becoming bulimic for a while. Luckily, grew out of that at around 15 and was okay eating in front of people for a while until my last relationship. After breaking up with my ex, I lost the weight last year and I no longer get judge, judging looks from family or friends when I eat, especially because I never eat junk food anymore. I now look like a fit, kind of attractive guy, but I don't feel any different. I know it's pathetic, but I can't eat in restaurants or with most people because I feel like I'm being watched and judged. 
Uh, I have been seeing a new girl for a month and she realized yesterday that she has never seen me eat. I didn't want to explain why, but I think it's a bit pathetic and would probably turn her off. I just told her about my weight loss and I said I preferred eating prepared meals, which is kind of true. She expressed wanting to cook for me and eat together at time, the same point, and I don't know what to do. I have a very restricted diet, and I don't want her to comment on or judge me. I don't eat dairy, meat, most breads, and simple carbs. What the hell do you eat, then? Uh, anything highly processed, sugary drinks, cakes, sweets, like, the meat and dairy is all I eat. Uh, I've also never taken my shirt off around her because of my loose skin and pouch of fat I have left. I'll be okay taking my shirt off once I lose 5 to 10 pounds of fat and have surgery, but otherwise it feels very uncomfortable. I think this stems from my dad pulling up my shirt and poking my belly to embarrass me. And it got worse because my ex-girlfriend didn't want to see me without a shirt. Is any of this a turn-on for girls? Is it off-putting for a guy to be insecure? I'm not sure. If I should just tell if I should tell her any of this, I also think this could make the issue worse because she would pay even more attention to what I eat. So we got a situation here. Sounds like someone has I don't I don't I don't know if this is an eating disorder, but it sounds like you have an issue with food. And uh looks like you this is like a therapist level problem that you need to talk to a therapist about because one you have issues with your dad uh about it and uh made you have to lose weight and now you're like super scared about what you eat and how people look at you and stuff like that and then also your ex-girlfriend who said you were getting fat and then you lost the weight and uh guess what you showed that she is a fucking bitch and i really like that so um yeah so um Basically, so yeah, basically you may need to see a therapist talk about these food issues uh, or try to figure that shit out on your own that the you basically just have food issues. Once once you find out the problem, sometimes you can fix it yourself. Sometimes you need a therapist. Just kind of figure out what's going on and uh, how to move forward uh, with everything. Um, in regards to uh, the new girlfriend, um, what I can say is that if she is a ride or die, which is an EP by me, and Volume 2 is coming out on June 18th, 2021, what I can say is if she's a real ride or die, um, some of this stuff won't be that big of a deal for her. Um, she'll probably be annoyed if you keep acting like a little bitch about it, but... Uh, you know, the loose skin, like, she'll eventually... Women are a little bit more accepting of men's looks than uh, men are about women. Women are more about personality and shit like that. Uh, that's what I'll say on that. So, in regards... If she's a good one, uh, she will not care about that stuff. Um, but uh, if you want the relationship to continue, you're going to have to eat in front of each other. That's one thing. Um, in regards to, like, in, in a restaurant and stuff like that, and you think people are going to judge you, what you need to do is what I my, – my famous uh, trademark is uh, the voice in your head that says everyone's watching you and judging you. You have to develop a second voice inside your head that tells that voice to shut the fuck up. So you got to figure that out. So man, start just not caring what other people think about you is a great thing just for life in general. Just stop caring what people think about you. Like, it sounds like your dad does didn't like you because you were chubby and you know what? Just, you can't, you can't change people. You can change people's mind, but it doesn't sound like you're going to change his mind. You should stop trying to change his mind because you're not going to. And, uh, you're like, wow, son, you need to lose weight. I'm like, yeah, I guess I do need to lose weight. I guess you're right. Um, 
It's like, who, who am I trying to impress? Am I trying to impress you? I don't give a fuck about what you think. It's just like shit like that. You know, it's like the, the age old vaccine debate. It's like, you're not getting the vaccine. Okay. Then die. Like, you know what? Okay. It's like, I, I don't, I'm not proud of you because you're fat. It's like, well, that's your problem. That's not mine. It's like, if you don't want to be proud of me, that's fine. <laughs> you want to tell you, want to tell your friends that it's going to make you sound like a shitty person. You know, that's, that's his problem. Stop trying to impress your dad. Uh, you're not impressing your ex-girlfriend anymore. Um, current girl sounds nice and, uh, you should, um, I don't know about impressing her. I don't know. I don't think impressing her is the correct word, but, uh, feeling comfortable around her, I guess it would be the correct term. You should feel comfortable around her and let her know that you feel comfortable around her because she does not, uh, sound, uh, like a piece of shit. So, yeah, I'll say that here. Um... Let's go to our final question of the evening. This one made me laugh. And it is making me laugh a lot. Uh, I walked in on my boyfriend's best friend naked in his bed. I decided to give my boyfriend a surprise visit today. He's at work and won't be home for another two hours at the time I'm writing this. I have my own key to his place, so I let myself in and went to his bedroom to wait for him to come home. Needless to say, I wasn't expecting to see a full moon this afternoon. There he was, chilling on his phone in his birthday suit on my boyfriend's bed. He was quite flustered to see me walk in, sputtered some nonsense like, it was just a joke, I swear it's not what it looks like, then promptly got dressed and left. Honestly, my head was spinning at this point, and I didn't really listen to him. I think the only thing I said was, what the fuck? Uh, let it be known that my boyfriend is bi, and his friend and his friend is gay. They were friends with benefits before we started dating, but my boyfriend assured me that there was no sexual or romantic feelings between them anymore, and that it was just a few drunk hookups, and that he claims to not have even enjoyed all of that much. Being by myself and having similar relationships with friends in the past, I didn't feel too threatened by it. Also, they regularly go to a nude beach together every summer. I was uncomfortable with this at first, but again, my boyfriend assured me that nothing would happen. They even went to an LGBT-friendly nude campground for a week once. I'm only mentioning this part because I know they hang out naked without it being inherently sexual. We have been together almost three years now, and I genuinely believed that he was a loyal man. His family loves me, and many of them have threatened him to never harm me in any way or else. Now, I just don't know. Is this a red flag, or am I just overthinking things? My head is spinning, and I definitely don't feel like I'm at my most rational mindset. I'm, I can't believe I'm speechless again. Congratulations. You played yourself. Lady, I'm about to tell you the worst. This dude's fucking cheating on you. I don't know. I shouldn't be laughing, but I am. They go to nude beaches together. What? Also, I have to imagine. There, there's a weird thing I've noticed. Because when you think of people who are comfortable being nude and are like nudists, you think, though, like, oh, you must be really good looking and must be very comfortable with your body. Now, being very comfortable with the body is definitely 100% true. However, uh, the good looking is not true. Uh, you notice it's like a Speedo. You notice the people who wear a Speedo are people who don't look good in Speedos. That's just who Speedo makes Speedos for. Um, and, yeah, this guy is cheating on you. They go on vacations together. They go to nude beaches and nude camps together. 
these dudes, he, they're fucking each other. And I don't know where your next move is. You gotta discuss things like adults uh, about what you want to do, why he's cheating on you, is how long this has been going on. Uh, That's rough, buddy. So uh, things are gonna suck for you, but uh, when he touches him, he's cheating on you. He's cheating on you, and I'm sorry, and I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep, I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody in all ways. Uh, he's cheating on you. Um, yeah, because first of all, so from what it sounds like, you showed up two hours before we got home. I think that means he stayed the night and is in the bed and has not put his clothes on yet. Uh, yeah, so all signs point to cheating in this situation. I would say it was a, uh, initially I would say it's a joke. Like I would just be in Micah's bed naked till he comes home. Surprise. <laughs> and then Micah's like, oh, 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 oh. Hashtag pray for Micah. And Micah would be very upset about that. So he's cheating on you. Get that. Just figure it out. You got to figure out what to do from there. He's cheating on you. And folks, that's how I'm ending today's episode of Cancel Shweezy. I hope you enjoy the episode, and I hope your life is better now because of it. Uh, like I said, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the shwedcast.gmail.com. Always happy to help you with your relationship problems, your life problems, any comments, or anything else you have to say about the show. Um, like I said, my new EP, Ride or Die Volume 2, uh, comes out June 18th. That's the Friday from when this episode comes out on the Monday. It's very exciting. I'm very excited for you all to listen to it. I really like Volume 2 just as much as I love Volume 1. Uh, so go check that out. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, YouTube, Amazon, wherever you're streaming your music at. You can even buy it on iTunes and other places. And uh, like in this show so if you're on youtube watching the show like this episode subscribe leave a comment that's a great way to let youtube know that you interact with the show it's a great way what what did i offend you with this week that's what you can leave down in the comments uh if you're listening to the audio uh press that subscribe button still subscribe is always the best thing you can do and uh leave a review especially if you're on apple Podcasts. that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend um, like always, I say, I stream on Twitch every Thursday and sometimes Monday, and you can always support the show financially on Patreon. So that is all I have to say today for this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Honk if you love butt drugs and, uh, stay awesome. Pray for Micah. Hey there, my fellow Shwoke Lord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.